I know what it's like to go to church on Sunday, hear a good message, feel inspired to change and do right by God, only to go home and continue doing the very same things I just said in my heart that I would stop doing. I'd continue to be in the relationship God told me to get out of. I'd continue indulging in the unhealthy habits God told me to move away from. And I'd continue to not do what I know I should be doing. It's like after leaving the church building, the conviction goes and I'm no longer inspired to change. Until, of course, I'm in church again on Sunday. And then it becomes an ongoing cycle of feeling convicted, promising to change, not changing, feeling convicted again, promising to change again, not changing again, feeling convicted again. And I can go on and on and on. And this goes on for a while. And what happens is that the guilt builds as well. The guilt that comes from knowing that instead of listening to God, instead of obeying God, I'm still doing what he's clearly telling me not to do. And you know what happens when you're consumed by guilt? It's hard for us to trust God because we know within ourselves that he doesn't approve of what we're doing. There's a scripture in the Bible that says nothing can separate us from God's love. And that's true. Nothing can. But what guilt does is it drives a wedge between us and God. You're listening to episode 22 of Notice Self Diaries. I'm your host, Alicia Ward. And today I want to talk to us about guilt. I want to talk to us about the heaviness of guilt and what it can cost us if we don't do what God tells us to do. As Christians, a lot of times we think that we can do what we want, when we want, and not suffer the consequences because nothing has ever happened. We haven't been punished, we haven't been found out, and what we're doing isn't harming anyone. We've been doing it for so long and nothing has happened. But what we fail to understand is that all this time, God has been gracing us. He has consistently been giving us the opportunity to repent and make things right before our quiet sin becomes public knowledge. Romans 6.1 from the Message Bible asks, should we keep on sinning so that God can keep on forgiving? Wouldn't you consider that to be a bit obnoxious, to keep doing something that you've been repeatedly told not to do, and then to ease your own conscience, you say, you know what, God will forgive me. One of the things I'm learning, and this is something that we know from a long time, and that is there are consequences to our actions. There are consequences for not listening to God. Put yourself in God's shoes, for example. Imagine being close to someone and loving them to the point where you notice certain behaviors, you notice them going down a certain line, and you take it upon yourself to point it out. You take it upon yourself to let them know that if they don't stop, they're either going to live to regret it Or worse, they might not even live at all. That person listens to you, they listen to what you have to say, and they promise you that they're going to stop. But they don't. The very next day or the very next week, they're back to doing the same thing they promised they would stop doing. So, you, loving them as much as you do, you talk to them again. And they make a promise to you again. And they break that promise again. 
And this goes on for a long time. You see the danger coming. You try to warn them, but they just won't listen. They've gotten so used to you forgiving them and not and, and getting away scot-free that they tell themselves, you know what, nothing is going to happen. I'm going to be fine. If I was in so much trouble, you wouldn't keep forgiving me over and over again. I don't have anything to worry about. But there is something to worry about because we may not be arrogant to actually say those words to God, but our actions are speaking much louder. Because God keeps forgiving us and we keep escaping the consequences time and time again. We delusion ourselves into thinking that nothing is ever going to happen. But there's a word that we should be afraid of and that word is suddenly. We don't know when our consequences are going to meet up with us. We don't know when our last time of doing certain things really is going to be our last time by force. We don't know when God is going to eventually get fed up and say, you know what, I have been talking to you over and over again and you just refuse to listen to me. You know what's going to happen when you're finally at your wit's end, when you have been talking to someone over and over and over again, whether it be a loved one, whether it be a friend, and they just don't listen to you. You keep telling them, you need to get out of that toxic relationship. You need to stop stealing. You need to stop lying. You need to stop hanging out with the wrong crowd. You know what you're going to do? You're going to step back and you're going to let that person be. You're going to say to yourself that as much as you don't want to see them get hurt, there's coming a time when they have to get burned. And it is in that moment they finally understand what you're saying when you told them not to play with fire. God deals with us the same way. Don't be mistaken. He's not going to wish ill on us or suddenly stop loving us. God will always love us. He will never stop loving us. But like any parent who tries to shield their child from foreseeable danger, yet that child refuses to listen or follow certain instructions, what God does is that he stops allowing us to take his kindness and his mercy for granted. And he allows us to feel the blunt of our stubbornness and our disobedience. We don't always like when it gets to that point, but can you blame him? He's been talking to you day in, day out. Stop doing this. Stop doing that. Turn away from this. Turn away from that. And we refuse to listen. When God allows us to feel the blunt of our own actions, you know what that looks like? For some, it looks like becoming pregnant at a time when your career is starting to make strides because you couldn't walk away from the relationship God told you to step away from. You couldn't stop continuing to have sex outside of marriage. It looks like being imprisoned for stealing and losing your freedom after God told you to stop. It looks like being hospitalized for being at the wrong place at the wrong time because you were with those friends God told you to stop to stop hung, hanging out with. And I can go on and on and on. Are those scenarios dreadful to think about? Yes, they are. But obeying God, I know it is not easy. As a matter of fact, some of the things that he tells us to do are so hard sometimes that they bring us to tears. Stepping away from friends that we've known our entire lives, giving up a habit that seems impossible to break, ending a relationship with someone that we have convinced ourselves is the one. It's hard. It is not easy. But what's harder is living with regret. 
what's harder is looking at your life and saying to yourself, if I had only listened to God when he spoke to me the first time, I wouldn't be in this position. My life would not look like this. The Bible tells us in 1 Samuel 15, 22, that obedience is better than sacrifice. And yeah, I agree. Sometimes obeying God feels like a sacrifice. It feels like we have absolutely no choice, no say in the matter. But there are some things that we're doing that God is really serious about. He knows what's coming down the line and he wants to protect us from that. God always sees the bigger picture, always. He knows what will happen if we continue down a certain path. He knows what will happen if we don't do what we know we're supposed to do. He knows the hearts and the intentions of the people around us. And they're not all who they portray themselves to be. He knows that the guy or girl that you think is the one is really a narcissist who will destroy you if you continue to be in that relationship. He knows that those friends that we've been loyal to will sell us out in a heartbeat if they're given the chance. Um, Hello, Judas is the prime example. Look at what he did to Jesus. He knows that if we continue with certain behaviors, we'll be robbed of our freedom and our peace of mind. God knows and as difficult as it may be to digest having to let him go or let her go or let them go or move away from certain bad habits, understand that God is just trying to protect us. He's trying to protect us from ourselves and he's trying to protect us from the wolves in sheep's clothing around us. He knows it's difficult. He knows it's hard. He knows that what he's asking us to do feels impossible for us. But what he wants you to know is that if you would just call on him, if you would just ask him to guide you by his wisdom, he will make a way of escape for you. Sometimes, because what God is asking us to do seems so hard and challenging, we look at others and think to ourselves, why isn't God making them change? Why isn't he making them stop what they're doing? Why is he calling me out? When we do that, we're actually talking back to God in a not-so-nice way. It's like we're saying, why do I have to be the one to change? So-and-so has been living in sin for how many years, and I don't see you do anything about them. Or we might say, he's been smoking and drinking for how long now, and he looks perfectly fine to me. Why do I need to stop? We highlight what we see, but we don't really know what's going on in those people's lives. We don't know how long God how long God has been talking to them about certain things, but they're just refusing to listen. We don't know how much longer they have before God put, puts down his hand and say, you know what, this really needs to stop. And not only that, but what God is wanting to change in their life may not be what he's working on in our life. You know, so catching an attitude with God and looking around at what others are getting away with to justify why we shouldn't listen to him, why we shouldn't change our ways, it's not exactly going to make things any better. Were you barefaced enough to talk back to your parents when they tried to set you in the right direction or steer you in the right direction? If you were, God bless you. God bless you. But my question to you is, has your life been successful? Have you been prospering? Because the last time I checked, there's a curse that falls on those children who disobey and disrespect their parents. But that's another conversation for another time. The point is, for those of us who dared not cross those lines, what makes us think that we can cross those lines with God and get away with it unscathed? 
God is focusing on you. He's correcting you. Don't be disrespectful and bring others into the conversation because you refuse to change your ways. 1 Corinthians 10.13 from the Message Bible says, No test or temptation that comes your way is beyond the course of what others have had to face. All you need to remember is that God will never let you down. He'll never let you be pushed past your limit, and he will always be there to help you come through it. Then in Isaiah 41.10 from the Amplified Bible, it says, Do not fear anything, for I am with you. Do not be afraid, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Be assured I will help you. I will certainly take hold of you with my righteous right hand, a hand of justice, of power, of victory, and of salvation. My encouragement to you is, instead of focusing on how hard it is to do what you know in your heart is what you should be doing, take it to God. Ask him to help you. Focus more on the fact that he can help you and that he can give you the strength to do what is right and that he won't let you down. Another point to note is too that God rewards obedience. It says in Job 36, 11, if you obey and serve him, you will spend your days in prosperity and your years in pleasures. We've established that when we choose not to listen to God, there will be consequences for our disobedience. But in the same breath, if we do make the decision to follow God's instructions, even when it's difficult, we can rest in the fact that God will not leave us to handle things on our own. He's there to help us and he's there to guide us every step of the way as long as we're willing to listen to his instructions, follow his instructions. We all want to receive from God. We want God to bless us. We want God to guide us in accomplishing those big goals. But the thing that's holding us back from receiving from God is guilt. The guilt of knowing that we're not in full alignment. The guilt of knowing that we're not doing exactly what God is telling us to do. And that's what guilt does. It robs us from receiving from God. It's easy to pray when your conscience is clear. It's easy to ask when you're doing your utmost best to consistently walk in obedience. But when you're not, you're afraid to ask God to open that door. You're afraid to ask God to help you get to that next level. Not because he's not able to or because you question his ability, but because our minds, our own conscience won't allow us to receive what God is offering or what he's able to do. The shame and guilt that we feel overwhelms us so much that we convince ourselves not to ask. We tell ourselves, you know what, it's fine. I don't really want that that bad. Or I'll figure out another way to get it. And often that way involves not involving God. We might not say those actual words, but again, our actions are saying a whole lot more. We make up all kinds of excuses to avoid the simple fact that we're ridden with guilt. And even though we feel guilty for doing what we shouldn't be doing or for not doing what God has been telling us to do, it feels too good to part from it. So we rather miss out on God's blessing. We rather get some of our prayers answered. We rather have a half glass of fulfillment and enjoyment because sin is sweet. And I get that. 
and I've been there. I'm still there where it comes to developing the habits God has been talking to me about and doing more consistently what I know I should be doing. I get it. It is not that easy. I have been in situations where I was involved with someone and God told me to end the relationship and it broke my heart to do that. I was like, God, for real? I was already picturing walking down the aisle with this person, you know, we talked about our future child's name. You know how it goes when you're really into someone and you start planning a future. And then God is saying, no, he's not the one for you. It is hard. And it took me a long time to walk away from that relationship. But it was like the more I chose to stay and try to work it out and the more I tried to show God, imagine my presumption in trying to show God that he's not that bad. The more God showed me, he, yeah, he really is. He, he's, he may not have been a horrible person, but he just wasn't the one that God wanted me to be with. So I get it. I get that it is not easy to obey God. I get that it's much easier to deal with the guilt because we know it's going to pass than have to face the choice of doing what God is telling us to do. I know it's not easy, but... As I said earlier, what is harder is living with regret. Because you know what happened? When I stayed in that relationship, I found out why that person wasn't the one for me. That person ended up cheating on me, and they were cheating on me for a long time. And it just so happened that I wasn't aware until it was time for me to know. And a whole host of other things came to surface. And I was like, had I walked away when God told me to walk away, I would not have felt how I felt in the moment when things just went crazy. And this happened the last semester of my final year of university. Can you imagine? So I had all that on my mind as I tried to reach the finish line of graduating. It was a lot to deal with. But I kept saying to myself, if I had listened, I wouldn't be in this position If I had listened, I wouldn't be bawling my eyes out every night. If I had listened, I won't be losing sleep. So again, I I understand that it's much easier to sit in the discomfort of guilt than do what God tells us to do. But the regret that comes from not listening to him is far worse. Imagine having someone in your corner who wants to give you all that you've asked for and so much more so much more that so much more than you have even considered and all they're asking you to do the only condition is follow my instructions do as i tell you to do when i tell you to do it don't resist me don't fight me don't try to justify it just follow my instructions and they would give us our heart's desire But instead of taking that, we tell the person, no, that's fine. I don't want what you have to offer. I'd rather stay right here. I'd rather settle for less because being obedient is way too hard. That is exactly what we do to God. God wants to give us so much more than what we're experiencing now. He wants us to have so much more than we have now. And all he's asking is that we listen to him. All he's asking is that we give up that thing that we're holding on to for their life so that he can replace it with something that is so much better. He's just asking us to trust him. That's what it boils down to, you know. 
Obeying God boils down to trusting him. It boils down to trusting that what he's asking us to give up, what he's asking us to do is for purpose. Whatever he's asking us to give up, he's going to be placed with something so much better. Whatever he's asking us to do is going to get us so much closer to the goals that we want to accomplish. All he wants us to do is follow his instructions. But for some of us, we've gotten so comfortable with our sin. We've gotten so comfortable with doing what we've been doing because we haven't got caught. We're not affecting anyone. God is going to forgive us that we can push aside the feelings of guilt. But the thing I've learned with guilt is that guilt always circles back. It always comes knocking. When you least expect it, it will sneak up on you and it will continue to haunt you until you do what you know you should be doing. God is a God of principle. He won't violate our will, but he will definitely give us a taste of what it's like to operate outside of his grace. We'll get our blessing, but we won't enjoy it for an extended period of time. We'll witness what's possible, but it won't happen in our lives because we rather feel guilty for a moment and not, not listen to him than do what he says and experience abundance and happiness that can last us a lifetime. The cost of walking around guilty all the time because what God is asking us to do is too hard is living an unfulfilled life. It's having a life wondering what we're missing out on. It's living a life wondering, when will I be found out? It's living a life that is void of peace. God doesn't want us to live like that. And if you think that what you're doing is too shameful for God to forgive, then I'm here to tell you that that's a lie from the enemy. Let me remind you that First John 19, and I'm reading this from the Good News Bible, says, if we confess our sins to God, he will keep his promise and do what is right. He will forgive us of our sins and purify us from all wrongdoing. God is ready to forgive us. He's ready to help us move past those bad habits and behaviors that we've held on to for so long. He's ready to give us a way of escape. He's no, he no longer wants us to be haunted by guilt. Guilt is heavy. And it robs you of not only God's blessings, but it robs you of your peace of mind. I don't know what God has been talking to you about. I don't know what you've been struggling with. But what I do know is that God wants to help you. As I said earlier, he knows that it's hard. He understands that it's hard. But he doesn't want you to suffer first and then realize that you shouldn't listen to him. He just wants you to trust him enough to just do what he says to do. If he's telling you to walk away from that relationship and it's extremely hard for you, go back to him and ask him, God, how do I do this? I've been with this person for so long. If he's asking you to develop better habits, but you're finding it challenging, ask him to show you how. That's the whole point of it. He wants you to come back to him so that he can show you that it's possible. It's going to be challenging, but it's possible. God doesn't want you to live in regret. The choice is yours. Would you rather continue carrying the heaviness of guilt and shame, or would you rather take back your peace of mind and be free to fully receive from God and experience all that he has for you? I can't make that choice for you. 
But I do want to remind you of his promise in Job 36, 11, where it says, if you obey and serve him, you will spend your days in prosperity and your years in pleasure. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of Notice Self Diaries. I hope that this episode would have encouraged you to finally do what God has been telling you to do or has been encouraging you to do. And my prayer is that you will not wait until things get really out of sorts to then look back and say, I should have listened to God earlier, but you would just take that leap of faith and trust that if he's telling you to move away from something, if he's telling you to give up something, it is because he knows that it is for your greater good. If you enjoyed this episode, I encourage you to share it with a friend. And if you're not already, be sure to follow NTSD on Instagram at Notice7Diaries.